हेलो गाइज आई एम मिहिर एंड आई एम श्री एंड वी लाइक टू वेलकम यू टू टिफकास्ट वॉट इज टिफकास्ट कैन यू एक्सप्लेन टू आर लिस्नर श्री द इनसाइड फॉरवर्ड और टिफ इज अ फुटबॉल एनालिसिस एंड ओपिनियन ब्लॉग एंड दिस इज आर पॉडकास्ट हियर वी मेक फूड सिंपल विथ अ लाफ एंड अ पिंच ऑफ ए बैंटर अलॉन्ग द वे So today's episode is about the 2020-21 season post the disruptions caused by the COVID-19 pandemic to last season. So actually, this season is already underway. Some leagues have restarted, as well as the UEFA Europa League and Champions League uh, qualifying stages have started. But we are going to focus on the Scottish Premier League and uh, Liga. So we are going to talk about. leagues which have been famously termed as farmers leagues by i don't know the majority of football fans and uh, we are also going to talk a bit about the uefa nations league uh and uh, tell you what it's about and why it should not exist <laughs> that's a strong point of view sri indeed but without strong point of views there is no controversy without controversy there is no life <laughs> true that so let's get into that okay so starting with the scottish premier league what's happening in the scottish premier league so yeah uh, scottish premiership is uh, one of the few leagues to curtail the 2019-20 season due to the pandemic and there are uh, also very few leagues uh, who have already started their uh, 2021 season and they have started unsurprisingly with many problems along the way <laughs> like for example on the opening day of the league after losing to rangers uh, eight aberdeen players uh, went to a pub to i don't know what, why because they lost the game but <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, later it was found that uh, uh, that exact pub was linked to a covid-19 outbreak uh which caused the city wide lockdown uh after okay, testing that's going to cause a stir <laughs> sure uh after testing two of the eight players uh found contracted the disease and others were quarantined then the aberdeen manager criticized the players for breaking the rules uh and later they put forward a public apology <clears throat> then okay. there was a situation with the celtic defender boli bolinoli he was found to have traveled uh, back from spain before being involved in a match day squad against kilmarnock uh so he tested negative uh, for the virus but was su- subsequently fined 480 pounds by the police for his breach of uh, 14 day quarantine rule after traveling from another country wow then, fining a football player 480 pounds what a huge huge fine <laughs> So after uh, these kind of incidences Scottish first minister Nicola Sturgeon warned both the uh, Scottish FA and the teams involved in the breach of the rules and humorously she is giving a yellow card uh, to the FA as a warning This feels like when Thomas Muller tried to joke about Robert Lewandowski and it didn't work <laughs> Totally coming to the actual footballing side of the scottish league it's really just a title fight between celtic and rangers isn't it yeah it really is uh so the old farm derby 
Celtic versus Rangers uh, is one of the football's oldest, the most fiercest derbies in the world. The city of Glasgow is divided into two clubs based on many aspects such as political ideology, religion, etc. The two clubs represent a very passionate group of fans and for the fans it is more than just a club. Mm-hmm. Uh, the atmosphere uh, both sets of fans create in the stadium is spectacular which is also a topic of debate these days in Scotland. Uh, both the clubs want uh, fans in the stadium for their next meeting on January 2nd for obvious reasons and both are pushing the FA to postpone that fixture in hopes of once again opening the stadium uh, for the fans. <clears throat> that sounds fair, but uh, let's look at the two teams in terms of tactics. What is it like? So, uh, speaking of tactics, both Celtic and Rangers have a very clear tactical philosophies. Neil Lennon set up Celtic in 4-3-2-1 earlier this season, but then he changed the system to 3-5-2, which brought out uh, more complete performances from the team. Celtic play a very high-speed passing game. Uh, in defensive transitions, they press very high up with great intensity. Uh, the wingback Greg Taylor on right and Jeremy Frimpong or Hatem Abd El Ahmed on the left overlap to provide the width uh, to the attack. The team has many technical and smart players such as Callum McGregor, James Forrest, Mohamed Elionusi uh, and Otson Edward. Uh, on the other side of uh, the old firm derby, Rangers manager Gerard uses a 4-3-3 system. Uh, in this system, the wide forwards stay very narrow, which gives spaces for the fullbacks to attack. The defensive midfielder, usually Ryan Jack, drops deep to collect the ball and move, move it uh, further upfield. Uh, they create passing triangles on uh, both the flanks. Uh, crossing is a very important part of their game, and their fullbacks are their main creators. Add counter-pressing to all this and you are looking at a Scottish Liverpool uh, Gerrard has built. So this might as well be Gerrard's portfolio for the Liverpool job if and when Klopp leaves. If they are, if we are to turn them Scottish Liverpool, they, uh, by that logic, they are going to win this league by, I don't know, a lot of points. How much was it? I forgot. 17, 18 points. <laughs> Certainly. Uh, so that's uh, that's it for the Scottish League. Let's move on and talk a bit about Liga now. Okay, let's move on to the next league we have today. That is Liga. We're going to talk about Lyon, Olympique Marseille, AS Monaco, and uh, Lille OSA. Let's start with uh, Lyon, Mihir. Sure, but I want to correct you first. It's not called League A, it's called Uber Eats League A. So, please note that. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, yeah, let's start with Leo. So, Leo finished last season on a very high note. Uh, they were in the semi-final of the Champions League. Uh, they beat uh, Juventus Manchester City to get there. But domestically, their season was a disaster. Uh, they finished 7th. Uh, in the league, so they won't be playing any European competitions this season. Lyon scored the third most goals and they had the third best defensive record in League 1 in 2019-2020 season. 
दे सीम टू हैव अ वेरी क्लियर टैक्टिकल आइडेंटिटी अंडर रूडी गार्सिया एग्रेशन एंड वर्क रेट आर टू मेन फैक्टर्स इन देयर गेम दे प्ले इन अ 5-3-2 सिस्टम देयर मेन टैक्टिक इज टू फोर्स ओपोनेंट इनटू वाइड एरियाज कीपिंग द मिडल ऑफ द पार्क वेरी कॉम्पैक्ट एंड क्राउडेड देन फोर्स देम इनटू मेकिंग मिस्टेक्स एंड देन हिट देम ऑन अ काउंटर अटैक विद वेरी क्विक वर्टिकल पासिंग साउंड्स लाइक अ फ्रेंच एथलेटिको मैड्रिड राइट दे हैव अ वेरी यंग एंड टैलेंटेड स्क्वाड प्लेयर्स लाइक मेम्फिस डिपाय डेम्बेले आर देयर मेन गोल गेटर्स बिहाइंड देम आर हुसैम आउआर एंड जेफरन एडलेड बोथ दीस प्लेयर्स आर मेन क्रिएटिव फोर्स इन द टीम एंड लुकास टूसर इज इमर्जिंग एज एन एक्सेलेंट डिफेंडर so they just need consistency in their form and avoid draws or getting beaten by uh, some weaker teams in the league which was their main problem last season they also lack a leader in the team uh, a captain on the pitch to rally this uh, young but talented squad okay so what about one of their most fierce rivals olympic marseille they have really improved uh, under their new manager andres villas boas uh they finished last season uh, as a runner up so it basically mean they won uh, second place trophy because <laughs> there's no other trophy in the liga <laughs> right so yeah uh, they were really hard to beat uh, last season they only lost four games uh andres villas boas uses a 4141 or 433 formation which uh, both are basically the same formations uh they have very they play very direct and uh, vertical uh, football they use direct aggressive runners or uh, ball carriers in their team they have massively overperformed uh, in defense uh their veteran keeper steve mondonda also played a very crucial role and uh, exceeded his expectations <coughs> they have a very man oriented uh, approach in the pressing uh-huh what about uh, their individuals yeah so uh, dimitri bay has been a very very integral part of, of their uh, gameplay he is also he is their main goal getter but also their main creator in chief he has got 12 goals in all competitions uh, which is their highest goal scorer he has doubled his expectation in in terms of goals he has 3.31 key passes per 90 <coughs> uh, he has 7.44 uh, progressive passes per 90 uh, and this season has been uh, very important for dimitri pay as he was previously uh, affected by his injury and this affected his uh, playing time but uh, this season he played 80% of uh, the team's game which is highest uh, since he left uh, olympic marseille in 2015 so along with uh, uh, fast attacking players uh, they have a very uh, solid defensive uh, base uh, which consists of players like bubakar kamara who has 3.42 tackles per interception all season jordan okay. amavi dujek kaletakar uh, these players have been ever present uh, in the team and have performed uh, above expectations uh-huh. they have a really 
really good manager a really uh, intelligent tactician in andres villas boas he has built uh, this team around creative fast and very technical players just they just need a final push to really challenge uh, paris saint germain or getting back into the european leagues as in past they were right uh then uh, the next club we have or uh, is as monaco it feels like they are involved in discussions about league as ever since they won that league 4 years ago but they have not really yeah. looked like title contenders since and in recent years they have even fallen off challenging for the real league and trophy that is second place <laughs> so what are they uh, what they did uh, in recent years and what are they doing this season they were ninth in liga last season and uh, they really had these dismal few years after winning the league because their key players left or other key players lost form however mm-hmm. earlier this season they hired uh, niko kovac who was sacked by bayern munich he seems to be playing a 4-3-3 system with possession football at home and a pragmatic counter attacking style away from home once his okay. tactics are settled uh, they might actually challenge for second place but i still feel uh, that uh, settlement of tactics will take a little bit of time for them interesting why do you think uh, they will challenge like second place or champions league spots in the league that is because uh, they have signed a, a few new players kayo enrique who is a left back axel mm-hmm. disasi who is a center back and kevin folland who is a forward needless to say uh but uh, the squad they have right now it seems to have entered another squad cycle with up and coming young players who can develop into really good or even world class players like uh, axel disasi banua badia shil orelia chuameni uh, henry onyekuru and football manager legends uh, <laughs> william gobels and pietro pellegri <laughs> right at the same time they have settled players like goalkeeper bonjamal lacomte kevin folland mm-hmm. uh center back jemerson midfielder alexander golovin and forward wisom benyeder so these players might just help uh, the young players raise their own game and give a little bit of stability while these young players develop and uh, eventually they can challenge uh, for the champions league spots or even second place this season and maybe the the league is not too far away maybe two or three years uh so let's talk about lille lose uh what's been their background in the league they actually uh, escaped relegation in 2017-18 where they sacked marcelo bielsa halfway through the season and hired current mm-hmm. coach christophe goltier who who coached uh, as santetien for 8 years from 2009 to 2017 uh Okay. so they narrowly escaped relegation by finishing 17th in the league but since then they have finished second and fourth they were second in 1819 and last season they were fourth uh, and made the uefa europa league group stage if not for the covid-19 pandemic perhaps they have uh, they would have finished in the champions league places as well 
okay and uh, what are their tactics uh, what made uh, this team to consistently challenge in recent years for the champions league spots their football is based on solid defense and a somewhat of a direct attack they attack with mm-hmm. lots of through balls from midfield as well as long passes to forwards uh, who then hold, who then drop deep and hold up the ball uh, but in attack to create chances they also utilize a lot of late midfield runs such as from renato sanchez who we forget is mm-hmm. actually only 23 and just like him they have other young uh, other very exciting young players in attack and midfield like jonathan ikone jonathan bomba jonathan david maybe we can call them jonathan fc at this stage uh, no sri we can't <laughs> there's also luis araujo timothy vea renato sanchez and bubkari sumare who are all very exciting young players they also okay. have a few more settled players and recently arsenal have poached two of their talents in nicola pepe and gabriel magalhaes uh, mm-hmm. but still they remain strong contenders for second place along with uh, marseille lyon rennes and uh, uh, perhaps rennes and monaco so overall you have to say if you take psg and throw them out of the window liga <laughs> will have a really exciting race for second place <laughs> that's a really interesting point <laughs> so discovers uh, the french league uh, so let's move on to the international football and talk about nations league okay nations league is the third international tournament which was conceived to replace international friendlies uh mm-hmm. the idea was conceived to help less reputed associations get matches with more reputed ones for example someone like northern ireland who would have struggled to get matches with germany on an uh, on a designated international friendly date that's why they decided mm-hmm. to have a third international tournament in addition to the euros and uh, the world cup so finally uh, now harry kane can score ton of goals against georgia <laughs> uh, i suppose right so what's the format of this league so they start immediately after the euros or the world cup has ended the mm-hmm. 55 european associations are divided into four divisions with promotion and relegation each division has okay. uh, a few uh, four three to four groups and uh, each group winners play uh, semi finals and finals of all divisions so there are okay. divisional playoffs to decide the winners of each division and uh, if these winners from let's say division 1 2 3 and 4 if either of them do not qualify for the euros from the normal qualifying then they are mm-hmm. able to qualify for them uh, by winning these matches okay well this is going to take a lot of time to wrap my head around all this <laughs> uh, format of this league it's okay but yeah okay <laughs> so what's your opinion uh, on this league how it has turned out to be 
okay um i do believe that the idea and the goal that they had in mind is pretty good but uh, mm-hmm. the initiative in itself is terrible according to me uh okay. to talk about that let's look at international friendlies and what they do first uh friendlies give chance for for national team managers to experiment with their squads since uh, around 6 to 12 substitutions may be allowed during friendly matches and in case mm-hmm. of more than 6 substitutions they don't count to your international ranking so you don't have to worry about losing these matches where you can experiment right uh however teams consider nations league as a tournament and thus they take it more seriously than international friendlies this leads to some teams playing their uh, first 11 about 3 or 4 days before the start of the new season and 3 uh, or 4 days before a uh, club uh, club plays a really important match uh, for example in the croatia france match we saw yesterday croatia were basically there with their full first 11 and france had played a very uh, uh, had played quite a depleted 11 not just because of uh, experimentation and rotation but also mm-hmm. because of uh, injuries and coronavirus okay earlier the clubs used to hate the international calendar because of international because of too many international friendlies but uh, in friendlies at least you had the option to make more than six substitutions so managers could say that okay we don't want this player to play more than let's say 45 to 60 minutes because we want to keep him fit but now they don't really have that option because the nations league is a tournament with and there's more at stake here <clears throat> mm. the already present uh, conflict between the club managers and national team manager uh, is increased by this league uh, didn't it exactly and if we talk about less reputation uh, reputable associations don't they regularly get games against top teams in european and world cup qualifiers anyway i mean everyone remembers germany thrashing san marino by uh, i don't know how many goals constantly it was double figures i guess yeah it always is <laughs> also international friendlies allowed matches between american teams and european teams which is no longer the case so european managers cannot test their tactics against teams like brazil argentina constantly or uh, let for lesser reputable associations if you talk about teams like uh, denmark norway who ha- sweden who have good teams but maybe they don't want mm-hmm. to play brazil or argentina they can't schedule friendlies against teams like uruguay or mexico or canada either um of course in the latest nations league the uh, opening two rounds have seen some experimentation but that has been because of covid-19 and players catching the corona virus hasn't it <laughs> so what do you uh, conclude from uh, all this so if we have to summarize uh, the lack of experimentation more fatigue more tired players and frustrated clubs this all does more to hinder development than promote it and at the end of the day it's the players who have to play more matches it's the players who instead of playing a meaningless friendlies they have to play meaningful competitive matches at higher intensities 
so it's always them who are on the losing side of uh, of a fixture congestion and this season we are going to see a lot of fixture congestion so may as well prepare ourselves for the uefa euros to be uh, played without uh, some key players for multiple nations because they'll be out with injuries well that's a very uh, bad situation to deal with it's not really a very bad situation to deal with because uefa always just want more money so if they could be a little <laughs> bit always. less greedy <laughs> of course but uh, it's not an ideal world is it no <laughs> so guys that uh, is the end of today's episode and we'd like to thank you very much for listening and we'd like to encourage you to subscribe to tiffcast so that you don't miss out on a single episode every other week or so we also have a blog where we post some in-depth uh, articles about football tactics players teams etc and we have got a very interesting barcelona preview that is going to come next week so make sure you check out the hyphen inside hyphen forward.com and subscribe to our blog as well to not miss out on any articles so thanks a lot to outtrack records for recording this episode and uh, also follow us on social media for some really interesting stuff like stats facts and quick tactics we are there as the inside forward on facebook instagram and twitter and remember that here putty is made simple with a laugh